This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. As a founder, you're committed to your company, but are you committed to your craft? Well, our next founder believes that she is. She practiced her investor pitch deck 100 times in front of a mirror. That's right, 100 times. And she believes that this level of consistency and commitment is going to put her ahead. And so far, she's right. Today on the podcast. Welcome to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. Now here's your host, Todd Will. Todd Will. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Very excited to have Juwan on. She was a person that I got to witness doing her investor pitch deck at a pitch party. Yes, they have pitch parties where investors come and listen to founders talk about their pitch, talk about their company, and Juwan practice hers over 100 times. Not only that, but this is her second rodeo, second time at founding a company, and she is committed to her craft, understanding her market, and understanding the way that she articulates it. But I won't give it too much away. She's knocking it out of the park, and you're going to just love hearing what she has to say. All today on the podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited to have Juwan on the call with us today. She is a founder that just had a big successful win at Watermark's Big Pitch Competition, but we'll let you let her talk about that here in a second. But uh, we'll start this off like we always do. Welcome to the podcast. Who are you and why the heck are you here? Hi, I'm Juwan, <laughs> CEO and co-founder, yes, please. We are making online shopping more relevant to you. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Let's let's talk about yes, please. Um, what stage the company's in, and a little bit about you know how you're making shopping relevant. So let's mm. let's start with a little bit first about the the company. Uh, give us some of the details. How how big? How far along are you? What stage are you in? I'd love to hear a little bit of background here. I've heard the pitch, so I know how fantastic it is. But mm. let's let's sell it to uh, to the the other founders and listeners. Sure. So we're still a um, small company, two full-time and three part-times. And we just launched a beta. And right now we are talking with our B2B partners. Okay, excellent. So, you know, the, the thing that I was impressed and the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast was mm. I heard your pitch at the Watermark conference. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell everyone a little bit about Watermark, about the, the competition and the pitch and then we'll we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about you know why I thought you were so fantastic in it. Well, I don't know what to make out of the competition. Um, obviously, it's always nice to have the room full of the women supporting the other female founders. And I think that the audience they all resonate the problem we're trying to solve, which is it's hard to find the style you like online shopping. So that's a problem we're trying to tackle, and I think a lot of people resonate with that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I heard about the competition from my friend. She just sent me an email, and it sounds like fantastic opportunity. So I just applied. I made it, and 
yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> well, and one of the things that was so fantastic about it was you in a, um, you know, it's somewhat contrived setting, right? You're, you're doing a sort of uh, pitch competition to the stars, right? You've got a, a couple of minutes, like five mm-hmm. minutes to go in and do a very consolidated pitch, tell your story, do it in front of an audience and a panel of judges, mm-hmm. and then compete against a, a group of other female founders, um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, and leaders that are, that are vying for the same level of attention. Mm-hmm. And what was so fantastic about yours was you, you took a complex idea you got people on board and showed people the passion, the energy, and the enthusiasm that you had mm. for it in a, in a five-minute presentation, mm. again, in a somewhat contrived setting. But your articulation of who you are and what you're doing was, was really crisp and really spot on. Mm. So, so let's take some of that and, and talk to me about, again, the, the mm-hmm. company that you're founding, what you're trying to accomplish, and a little bit of that same magic that you had in the pitch. I, I'd love to hear some of that again. Okay, so that's a loaded question. Where yeah. do we begin? <laughs> should, we, should I talk about how I have been harnessing my pitching overall or talking about the company? You choose. Yeah, which well, one should I we think- start? Ultimately, a little bit of both, but let's let's start let's start with harvesting your pitching because I think this is mm. one of those uh, really challenging for people, right? The, yes, it, it's hard to get the word out on who you are and what you're yeah. doing mm. very quickly, and you did a great job of it. So yeah. let's talk about the pitch process for you. I think that's a great place to start. Right. So to be fair, um, I think uh, one of the judges said it was not my first rodeo. <laughs> um, I have to give credit to. Claire Chang, who was leading the accelerator program that I was was involved, um, it's called the SB Beauty Tech. So what they did, um, they really like trained me to give a great pitch. So I had to obviously, like anybody else, I had a longer story to tell because I wasn't sure how people would take it. But then Claire, and then there she was like, "She went, this is too long. Nobody will pay attention to." So she chopped it and then it was very counterintuitive for me. But as I practiced over the time and as I was getting the response from the audience, I realized shorter is better. It's just like which content I'm going to convey in a, in a very concise and crisp manner. So I've been trained that. So I, I have to say I've been lucky in that way. Well, and, and you're right. That is somewhat counterintuitive because I, I think – we tend to think more information, longer discussion is better. Mm-hmm. And the crisp, succinct style both conveyed the message very well and also fit to, I think, your own personal style. You felt mm-hmm. a lot of you, the audience felt a connection to you mm-hmm. just by hearing your presentation. Mm-hmm. So walk me through a little bit about, you know, how, how long did it take you to put the pitch together? How many times did you practice it? Were you saying it in your sleep? Like, let's walk through your process because you're right. It's not just getting up there and winging it. Yeah. So for the watermark, it's my second big pitch, so to speak. But my first big pitch, um, I think uh, I rehearsal like at least over 100 times. Right. Wow. So it got easier on my second pitch. And I also had another pitch competition um, after the watermark which I won the first place again. But it's just the reason I'm saying that it just gets easier over the time. Once you rehearse the first hundred times, it's just like 
it's just really your body remembers everything. <laughs> you know, you just push the button and you just like spit it out. But obviously you have to tailor that um, depending on the audience and the, the event. But I would say you have to do it like 100 times a rehearsal for the first time. So when you were going through that, and I can imagine if there's a founder here that's listening to this and they're going a mm-hmm. hundred times, you've got to mm-hmm. be kidding me. I've got to do this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a daunting number. How did you, how did you find the time and the energy and the enthusiasm the first five times maybe, but the next 95, that's, that's, yes. that's a commitment. Yes. So I have to be, again, give a credit to Claire and the accelerator program I was in. So we didn't have any other choice, but we are just giving practice and giving the rehearsal. You know, there will be some audience always be there criticizing and giving the feedbacks. So part of me, yes, I want to do the best every time I do um, the rehearsal, but also I had a um, some people like supporting and nudging me to give another nine, five, nine, nine times a rehearsal. Well, and if you think about this now as a practice, so, you know, mm. you've, you've done this a couple of times, granted this mm-hmm. was for a competition, but now you're, you know, you're pitching for funding, you're pitching mm-hmm. for uh, partners, you're pitching for customers, like mm-hmm. your life now going forward is pitching for a while. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to assume you're going to take the same practices, but are there some other uh, insights, tidbits, tips and tricks that you've learned along the way in terms of, mm. you know, what you're saying, how you're saying it, and then certainly, again, how often you have to practice it before it feels mm. natural. Right, right. So being an entrepreneur, you have to be like comfortable with the reiteration, right? So I think same thing with the pitch. You started out, I mean, the one I did on the, the watermark pitch competition that's maybe like not my first version. That's my, um, I don't know how many times I changed my PowerPoint deck. <laughs> um, so I think that I started out probably really crappy by now when I look it back. But I guess the point I was saying, you know, you have to start it from whatever you know and try out. Just don't be shy and pitch and get the response, feedbacks, update it, try again. So it's a continuous of the reiteration. Got it. Got it. So, okay. So it's the practice makes perfect model. And then, mm-hmm. and even taken to an extreme again, a hundred times to pitch and prepare that is, is uh, mm-hmm. pretty heady stuff, but it, it definitely paid off. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So let's, let's shift a little bit. You know, that was, that was something certainly to capture the audience's attention. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk a little bit about the, the company you're creating. And there's a mm-hmm. question in here that we're going to lead into about really uh, product market fit, understanding mm-hmm. your audience. But to get mm-hmm. there, I want you to describe the company you're creating and, and what it is that you're doing in the marketplace. And then we'll get into the, the question about how you fit and find your audience. Got it. So we are building smart filter for online shopping. Currently, people, they have to, when they're visiting the website, they have to find like neckline and open shoulder, etc. There's a lot of filters. And I thought it was boring. <laughs> so we build a, um, the mannequin filter. It's a highly interactive. You can touch any body part and change the fit. And our AI finds the matching clothing across from the fashion websites that you don't have to just browse through thousands of items. Um, so that's the, our product is about. 
Well, and what was so fascinating through the through the demo of that was, you know, mm-hmm. you were showing some things and saying, hey, what if you want open shoulder or mm-hmm. open arm or short mm-hmm. sleeve or long sleeve? Um, some of those things are <laughs> moderately native to most of the search engines. But mm-hmm. if you're going for a specific look, you've got to comb through hundreds of thousands of pictures before you get to it. And, mm-hmm. and you took all the guesswork out of it and put some smart AI behind it so that you could find exactly the type of top or pant or shoes or what have you mm-hmm. um, and, and do that within seconds, what would normally have taken you know, an eyesore of trying to right. search through it but using the regular mm-hmm. search. Mm-hmm. So fascinating demo, and it was it was great to watch. So, um, are, is that going to be available for men as well? <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Um, okay. We are just <laughs> <laughs> testing with the um, the women's first to really harness the experience, and obviously we're going to move to men's category, and not just for the clothing. We're going to move to all the fashion. It can be shoes accessory, um, even furniture or kitchenware. So that's how we want to expand it. It's just a matter of time and resource. Okay. When you're ready, I want to be a beta tester. So yes, consider, yes. Me, consider <laughs> me your first. All right. Got it. Okay. So, so that gives a picture of, of kind of what you were trying to, or what you've been accomplishing with Yes, Please and, and how fantastic it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I do hope anyone that is listening to this goes and actually takes a look at the site and gets a chance to see the demo because it's fantastic. But yes. let's, let's go. Yes, score. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the user research though, because mm-hmm. this is another area where I think you're exceptional in that you've really found ways on a, mm. on a shoestring to mm-hmm. understand your audience, to get great user research and not just make guesswork, which I think is right. um, one of the sort of hallmark obstacles or faulting points of a lot of founders is they sort of guess or think or assume and mm-hmm. you went actually proved it. So I, I start riffing. I want to hear about this. Right. So um, I have to give you a little background about me. That is, this is my second company. My first company was also online discovery, but for gourmet condiment like olive oil or balsamic vinegar. But I was a lazy, I was a shy. I skipped all the, the user study part. I just made an assumption, whatever is the best, you know, people eventually will get it and like it. It didn't happen. So I did not want to repeat the same mistake. So with my second company, which is Yes Place, I studied with the user um, research. And we had a hypothesis that people like, you know, based on their um, like styles, if she likes sexy style, she will buy sexy clothing. If she likes the sporty style, then she will buy sporty clothing. But after I've gone through like in-depth interview, I learned that everyone has a different definition of being sexy or sporty, casual, whatever. And when I asked them to dig deeper, I learned that the commonality is that they have a specific body part they want to either show or cover. And that was a great insight. And from there, we um, built our prototype and tested. and, And I just... Without the user research, I'd probably be still working on product. Nobody really cares so much, right? So that was the experience. So, and that's, I think, one of the things that's, that's really key is uh, I hear this a lot from founders where they'll say, I've got this amazing idea. It's mm-hmm. based on something that they want to solve. And for them, they may be the one person that wants to solve it. And maybe there's a small group of people that are like them that, that want that one thing solved as well. 
but without going out and really understanding, do I have a fit in the marketplace? Do mm. I have a viable product that, that mm. the masses want to buy? Who are those masses in quotes? Mm. Um, how do I connect with them? How do I find them? What's the price point that they'd be willing to pay for this? How big mm -hmm. of a disruption is this in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. And it sounds somewhat daunting, but you took a rather pragmatic approach of mm -hmm. one, maybe fear-based. I don't want to make the same mistake twice, mm -hmm. but, but two, really looked at the marketplace and said, I, I want need data and information to make my decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, that's, that was perfect. Um, okay. So, so now you've got this product work coming out in the market. You're, um, you're talking to new customers. Help me understand how you're thinking about um, continuously getting more information, making smarter decisions, using mm -hmm. data to, to decide what to do next. I'd love to hear about what the process is for you now going forward. You mean the reiterating the part or how we optimizing our product? I think everything. Uh, you know, you're very, <laughs> like, listen, you're very, you're, you're very purposeful in what you're trying to accomplish and what you're doing. Mm. You're mm -hmm. not, of course, things are always left to chance, right? To some degree, but you're trying to minimize those risks and minimize chance to be your success. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you think about how, where you're going now and how you're going forward, tell me about some of the things you're thinking of and how you're taking that same pragmatic approach and style, same thing you do with the user research to make your next steps going forward. Right. Um, I don't know if I am understanding your question correctly. So I guess I take it as my next step, what, what I will be working on to yes. really, okay. So our product is a B2B2C. So obviously we started with the interviewing the end users, but eventually we want our product to be integrated with the fashion website meaning that we need to talk to with the business partners. And again, we got to start the asking question with the B2B partners, what they want, how we can help. So right now what we're working on is really having um, all these business partners and we are getting their feedbacks and we are optimizing our product to fit into their business. Uh, we're we're going to be spending next three to six months to really make the product that most wanted. So again, we're trying to be purposeful here, um, talking a lot of customer, getting feedback, and making optimize the product uh, what they wanted. Got it. Okay. All right. Um, we've only got another minute or so. These podcasts go by very fast. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you know, a couple of things that I, I want to just sort of reiterate. Again, I was very impressed at how. Um, how direct, how purposeful you were in terms of mm. your pitch. And so, you know, for, for anyone that's out there that's thinking about uh, mm. starting to do their pitches, starting mm -hmm. to have these conversations, mm -hmm. I, I got to say the the time, effort, and energy you put into it paid off. So let's, yes. let's keep that hundred, uh, uh, you know, that 100 pitches in our back pocket is this sort of, <laughs> goal of what we need to do. It's the time and commitment that goes into it. Right. Um, and that, that definitely came across. And then certainly the, you know, the user research and making sure that you know exactly what you are creating in the marketplace and that it has value mm -hmm. for others comes through loud and clear. Mm -hmm. I think the thing I'd like to, to have you sort of leave on is, is there's other founders that are, that are listening, certainly mm -hmm. other female founders that are out there that are um, trying to find their way through this. 
you've mm. done really great things in a very compacted period of time. Mm-hmm. What advice, tidbits, words of wisdom, motto, uh, mm. we'll let that go wherever we want it. But, you know, what would you want to say to someone who's out there that's listening, that's trying to find their way through this all? Yeah, um, it's not from me. It's actually from any other entrepreneur. I really respect it. Um, the motto is keep building. You will figure it out. You will have all the obstacles. You will have ups and downs, but just keep building it. And as an entrepreneur, figuring it out, how to build the product, that's your job. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that tenacity that never say dies is one thing, but your, uh, your focus on continuing to build and continuing to move it forward is really spot on. Right. Uh, absolutely love that. Well, perfect. <laughs> Well, uh, listen, Juwan, thank you so much. It was great having you on. I uh, loved hearing your uh, your kind of process and uh, the effort and energy you put into it. And again, um, so glad that we had the opportunity to meet at, at the Watermark Pitch event and to hear you speak. And uh, I'm so excited for uh, being a beta tester for the men's side of Yes, Please. Um, <laughs> it's of course. On, it's, it's on air now, so you're you're uh, legally beholden to uh, All right. be in the <laughs> <laughs> to involve me in the process. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Todd. I had a great time. You're very thoughtful, good listener. I had a great time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh, check out the website. It's yesplz.com. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Todd. Well, that was great. I love listening to her perspective, her point of view, her passion, her energy. And again, this commitment to her craft of practicing, knowing, understanding. There's times and places where you can cut corners, where you can take a shortcut on things. And there's times where you have to dig in deep and find something in yourself to make that really exceptional. And she has found those inflection points. And again, she's not getting out of the park. Company is doing amazing. If you're interested in following her, I suggest you do it at yes, please. That's Y-E-S-P-L-Z.com. Yes, please. You can also find information for her on our website at foundersplace.co. That's foundersplace.co, the place where exceptional founders grow. Also pleased to announce that Beyond Product, the book is now available in ebook format on Amazon. It quickly went to Amazon's number one hot new releases list. Very excited about that. If you have not had an opportunity to download and listen to or read the book, Then you'll get the first chapter for free by becoming a subscriber on foundersplace.co. So great. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. For past episodes, blogs, and more, visit us at foundersplace.co. That's foundersplace.co. And thanks for listening to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.